The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Everyday Cannabis with host Eva Sativa. This groundbreaking podcast aims to clear the smoke on reefer madness by providing honest, open, and real cannabis talk with no sticks, no seeds, and no shame. Now, here's your host, Eva Sativa. Namaste and welcome to another episode of your favorite show about cannabis brought to you exclusively by women and people who love it for in all of its flower power. I am your host, Eva Sativa, and we are all on the all-time best field trip ever today. <laughs> With me is my co-host, Katie Ryder, who among wearing many hats is Pistol and Sigma's Sacramento-based cannabis compliance and government affairs consultant. Mm. Hi, Katie. <laughs> so uh, do you want to give listeners catching this as an archive or maybe those who just always tune in and are forgetful a hint where we are today. Sure. Well, I understand why uh, that some people might be forgetful. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? um, but yeah, we uh, we took the best field trip ever today. We uh, piled into the car. You and Boris uh, and your husband picked me up, Jeff, and we took a ride up what some may call the Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> Pretty magical. Uh, it might be the green brick road. Maybe the green brick road. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how you get there. And uh, I'm also very, very happy to have Sarah Kringsleen back. You may remember from our fifth episode, which was about cannabis-related issues parents face in the industry. Um, and... Uh, She's also the mother of two adorable boys who you may have seen if you watched it on Facebook Live. And Sarah also works as the director of research at Pistol and Stigma. And she is a great researcher of, like, just impossible things to find, regulatory minutiae. The best researcher. Yeah. She's, like, tremendous. The real-life CSI-style person who you call. um, Or you don't even have to call her because she already knows while you're old Gen X ass is trying to even explain what it is that you want to know. She already found it and then she did it. Um, (laughs) Sarah has uh, long been following Swami and Nikki and she is totally responsible for making this episode a reality uh, for bringing this union together today and I want to thank you so much Sarah for your effort and for joining me as a co-host today uh, and so with that I'm going to let you do the introduction of our guests today if you don't mind. Awesome thank you Eva I'm really happy to be here and um, thank you so much to Nikki and Swami for having us. Um, Nikki and Swami are the founders of Swami Select. They produce sun-grown, organic, micro-batch cannabis in the heart of the Emerald Triangle. And I, as a patient, have been following them for a while now, and I'm just really interested in what you're doing as pioneers of the California cannabis industry. 
And I just want to have your message heard by our listeners and hopefully by other growers that are here. So welcome Thank to you. the show. Uh-huh. Thank, Thank you very you. much Thank for you. having us on the show, and uh, it's always a great honor and privilege uh, to be asked about the, the growth of the cannabis industry, um, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful way to be part of a community that we have here. Um, what do you think, Nikki? Oh, amen to that. No, <laughs> we can talk about cannabis all day long. All right. <laughs> see, one of the things to. that's happening up here in Mendocino County with so we call uh, Swami Select, we call our cannabis sun, moon, and star grown. And by that, we mean that we're trying to make it as natural a process as possible. And it's full sun, and we grow from seeds. And we have water that is either from our pond or from our spring. And we're growing in, in a biological manner at this point, where we're, we're trying to use as many things from our own land as possible and reduce things that come in from outside land. And one of the things we've learned in the last couple of years is things like bat guano as a fertilizer. Everybody for years, they just love bat guano. It was great. But then we find out that harvesting bat guano disturbs the habitat of the bats, either when they're nesting and hibernating or when they're, they're birthing and having young. So we said, well, no, actually, we can't do that anymore. And then seabird guano, likewise, obviously, you just disturb the habitat. So these were all lessons to us to say, well, let's really look at the way we're growing. And okay, we're in the sun and we're organic and so on, but there are ways in which organic is still not good enough, right? And so it's a biological, it's bioremedial, and what we really think we're doing is growing soil. Mm-hmm. We grow the soil and the soil grows the plants. And we make our soil alive and vibrant so that it has worms from worm castings and so on. It has mycorrhizal fungus. It has uh, indigenous microorganisms and fermented stuff from bokashi and from uh, biochar and things like this. All of these are natural ingredients that kind of is the way the forest itself operates when it grows things, right? Mm -hmm. You grow a 200-foot tree. Nobody fertilizes it and nobody waters it. But somehow it produces through this natural cycle of the uh, mycelium in the soil and all these other things that turn anything that falls on the ground, turn it into soil, eventually nutrients for the plant. So we're working towards that. I won't say that we're that close. But that's our intent is to be as natural as we can with our product. Well, and we certainly also eat organic as much as possible. And it just seems to make sense that Anyone who shops at Whole Foods or any other health food store and is playing a premium price for organic vegetables and fruits because they know it's going to make them feel better should be doing the same with cannabis. So it just seems like the natural transition. It's healthier for your body. It's better for the whole planet, really, because it's organic. It's taking it in and doing it right. And the bonus is the bonus is it's the best way to grow it. So and you grow the best cannabis that way. Well, when I, I was a I, I was a, a wellness and a coach and, and trainer at one point, and I used to always say garbage in, garbage out, right? Mm-hmm. And guy go, yeah, <laughs> it's right. a saying from the the technology industry, but right. it works for your body as well. So uh, you know, everyone uh, on the radio doesn't know. So I'm going to speak to to folks who are listening and not seeing. Um, right now, we're <laughs> we're doing a little bit of a product review, and we're passing around uh, some of this great product right now. And and I have to say um, that that it 
it is not bothering my lungs. I usually don't smoke joints because they're usually harsh on uh-huh. my on my lungs. But this is not at, at all harsh on my lungs. Good. And and I kind of wanted everybody to uh, you know as we comment on on other factors and talk about. Um, talk about the pro- this wonderful cannabis that we have here today um, maybe do a check-in right now and then we'll do a check-in at the end of the segment also just of how we feel because uh-huh. uh, I've been feeling pretty crummy today um, we you know the drive here is yeah. very uh, on windy roads very windy roads and uh, you know I have a seizure disorder so there was a lot of the sun flashing in and out mm. and I was feeling mm-hmm. you know pretty crummy and headachey mm-hmm. and yucky so I'm just curious to see how I feel the end of the episode. <laughs> Take another puff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what strain are we smoking, Swami? Oh, this is a strain that we call uh, Swami Sativa. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, perfect for Eva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And the strain was developed uh, by a neighbor of ours uh, who actually doesn't really like to have her no, name mentioned. But she lives up here close to us. And she's been here for about 40 years. She's been here. And they've been developing exclusively sativa strains, crossbreeding, and so on. And so uh, one of the things that happens up here, because we have a whole cannabis community, is people exchange seeds all the time. Or they'll maybe uh, exchange starts and stuff like that. And uh, so there's a whole kind of communal sharing, not only of product, but also of information and techniques and so on. And also people helping each other out if they need work and so on, putting up fences. You know what else I want to point out is while you're sampling this and feeling it, you might not be aware. People wouldn't realize. Okay, right now it's harvest season here at Mm. at the ranch all over. And so there's cannabis hanging everywhere, drying out. But what you're smoking was harvested a full year ago. So this is not like fresh from a few. We think things should be cured. Mm. I mean, we, we do start smoking it after about two months. But this is a full year later. What happens, they're finding out, is that the CBNs increase mm-hmm. as the year goes by. I'm a fan so, of CBNs. Yes, yeah, so it's actually <laughs> going to make your health-wise feel here, better. It should we're giving her a smell of this, what we're smoking, the aroma. It still has, you know, the aroma is still there. It's, you know, if you cure it correctly and preserve mm-hmm. it properly, mm-hmm. and we can get into some more of that the later, terpenes, how we do right, it. Yeah, but yeah. it's... Um, oh, it smells just like a very floral. Uh, it's a year old. Mm. I was, I, I was I just going to ask. I have a hard time coming up with an adjective, so maybe Katie yeah. can come up with me. I'm like getting a very floral smell from mm-hmm. it and, and yeah. almost a citrus. Well, can you put what, yes. what, what flower? That's, That's the key flower. thing. As judges, we were, okay, floral is one thing, but what flower is it? Right? Wait, can you guess from the smell? Is linalool? Which oh, one? Okay. Lavender. Lavender. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've been smelling this for years, so I don't need any hints, right? Is it linalool or linalool? Well, you got me on that one. Oh, how you pronounce it? Oh, lavender. If anybody can pronounce all the terpenes correctly, I will give them $100. one beta carotene or something like that, right? And there's myrcene and pinene, lemonene. There's like about 30 of them, right? About 30 terpenes. That smells awesome. That just happens to be. That smells so fresh. I can't believe that that is a year. You take the year of your week. By the color, it's not as green as it would be, you know, eight months ago. But it's the the it stays there, and you, like I say, as long as you preserve it correctly and keep it. So this is a seed that came from like a half a mile away. And it's acclimatized to this particular area. It's a special uh, sativa seed that's been cultivated, a strain, for about 30 years. And uh, 
yeah, actually, it's not one of those strains that comes from Amsterdam or something like that. It's, you know, it's a unique kind of strain. It's indigenous to our particular yeah, well, area. I'm curious about that. You guys have the Appalachian Project, the Mendocino right. Appalachian Project, which is kind of labeling the different areas. Right. Um, do you believe that the system of people trading the seeds and trading their starts um will lend itself to those genetics to saying the genetics have been oh. here for 30 years well example, actually that's that's pretty rare trade more among themselves yeah. than they would with someone from a different appellation right well the whole issue with appellations is actually how do we define it and what do we base the distinctions upon mm-hmm. specifically so we've been studying how napa became uh, 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 had gotten uh, appellations and it took them from 1976 until 2005 when they finally just gave out the last name, Appalachian. That's what Appalachian means, basically name, right? And so it took them o- almost 40 years to do this. So we're not going to get this done in a couple of weeks or a year or something like that. We have to keep that perspective. And we have 11 separate areas so far identified, but one part of, of our area, which I said, Sure, we're the Bell Springs, Bell Springs area, uh, is also Spyrock. And Spyrock says, no, we want our own separate name. And we're all looking at each other and said, you know what? Yeah. It's right. They are separate. They are different. But the way we can do it is uh, we're still figuring that out. But the, one of the things about Appalachian is it's based on this French concept of terroir. And terroir means of the earth. Oh, Appalachian is. Yeah, it's also French, 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 right? right. So, everybody, yeah. I'm so sorry to have to cut you off oh. there, but uh, we do have to take a quick, quick break. Um, so, I just want to, before the break, let everybody, our listeners, know where they can go to find out more information about you guys. Uh, if they have uh-huh. questions and if they're interested in your products, right. where would they go? Well, we have a website that we're proud of called www.swamiselect.com. S W A M I the word select.com. And on that website, you can find all the links to the Facebook and the Instagram and all of that other wonderful stuff. And the YouTube. And the YouTube channel, which is lots of fun, the YouTube channel. It's got a separate name. Um, it it's is basically us sitting in the living room talking with some fascinating people yeah, and smoking lots smoking of joints. smoking with Swami. Which is really yeah. 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 This is what we do, actually. Yes. Very often we have a guest that we interview yes. rather than being interviewed ourselves. Right? Highly recommend it. It's a blast. So we'll be right back after the break with more of that. Yes. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at greenlightdrafts.com. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you 
to your community. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, and we are back. This is Eva Sativa, and we're here with co-hosts Katie Ryder and Sarah Queensland. I know Queensland. I would say it wrong now. That's not good. And uh, Nikki and Swami and Tipu and Boris are making fast friends, which is just adorable to watch. (laughs) And so um, I'm bringing up a a controversial topic here. So we're talking Emerald Cup and Cannabis Cup. What is is the uh, difference uh, in being a judge in these two uh, events. So let's talk about it. Katie has been a Cannabis Cup judge, and uh, Nikki and Swami have, uh, since the beginning of time, I believe, been <laughs> the Emerald Cup judges. So let, let's talk about it. Uh, whoever wants to go first. Well, Katie, I really I am curious mm-hmm. about um, how do you how do they do that? I mean, I'm what is the process? Do you t- take it home? Do you do it there on site? Um, do you have time? Do you do every single sample? Is it a completely blind tasting? So, most of that. <laughs> okay. Um, it was different this year, I guess, than in previous years. Um, this was my first year doing it. I did the NorCal Cannabis Cup as opposed to Michigan or Denver. There's maybe five or six of them now, I think. Um, and, again, it's the High Times Cannabis Cup. Mm-hmm. And so... I had to drive to uh, SE Labs in Oakland, Yeah. basically identify myself. I was handed a uh, big paper bag full of blind samples, um, 23 or 24, each about an eighth to a quarter mm-hmm. um, oh. in the category of... Wait, how many? I had about 24 samples. Wow, that's a lot of samples. Ounce? And each sample was that's between eighth sample. and a quarter. It was... Jeez. That's a good amount. Of I didn't have to go to the dispensary for quite some time this summer. How, how does one and, sign up to be a cannabis? Coach? Well, you don't really sign up. You find your way into it. You like um, have to know somebody. But they have to vet you, and you have to, you know, you can't be connected to anyone who's participating. How many um, judges are there in the cannabis club? You know, I'm not sure. And there's the blind judging is only a certain uh, percentage of the total score. They also do lab testing and then that is added in as well. Um, So the winner might not even be the judge's favorite um, if it tests really high or something like that. Um, So that's interesting because in the Emerald cup, we've been testing for about five years and the winner is never the highest THC Mm -hmm. sample. Well, I don't know what the rubric is for that. How many points? They get for it. And we didn't have the lab results when we tested it. You know, we just had a sample and a number, and uh, you had a week. Unfortunately, I was out of town for the first three days, so I couldn't travel with my samples, and I had to wait. I had about 
five days. Um, I had a cold, so uh-huh. like the nose was a little off. And uh, I had to power through 24 samples in less than a week, which is a, it's a lot if you want we to sit that there. We do that a day as the deadline gets near. Well, 13 You need to leave yourself a couple days at the end to like retest them and reorder them, yeah. make yeah. sure that right, right. you know they're all right. relatively in right. the correct right. order. And then uh, for Cannabis Cup, you just go on to a web portal now and you put in a number uh, between 0 and 5. Huh. You can do like fractions of a number huh. and then they will add it up and show you based on their algorithm, what your rankings are. Oh, oh tickles. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little dog fight here. Apparently the dogs have some disagreements on this issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very controversial issue among dogs. I have to tell you, they feel strongly. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. It was, you know, I felt like it was an honor to get to participate. Um, I do wish that I got to go to the judge's house in the past i guess they had a house where you could go and stay for oh. the week and oh, do right. all of your oh, yeah so that you could hang out with the other judges and that's do all what i'm wondering there. they don't meet any of but the other judges they didn't have that that's house bizarre. i could have i could have stayed in oakland for the week but i live in sacramento so i just drove home and then you so know did you meet the invited other my patient friends over and said, i see because hey, that makes a feedback. big difference so now the 23 that you're given there must be a few other judges to get the same 23 oh right? yeah yeah. But then there's more than 23 that are entered in the entire contest, right? Well, that was just the hybrid flower category. Only 23 uh, hybrid flowers. But then they have what? They have pure recitivas and pure indicas as categories? Yeah. And then what they do you have, have to do to enter? Do you know? Is it? Um, I'm not sure if there's qualifications outside of a fee. I honestly don't know. And do um, the entries come from the clubs, the dispensaries, by and large? I think they're the growers. Well, they'd have to be yeah. the growers somewhere. Directly from the growers, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. okay. All right. So, well, one of the things about the Emerald Cup is uh, that we're proud of is that it was, a, you know, it was created by the growers, particularly uh, Tim Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Basically, it's what we used to talk around the trim table. Yeah, all the time. 20, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had these visions. Of, oh, yeah, someday yeah. we're going to have a contest. And then, so, you know, Tim was setting Amazing. up the, the, not really the contest. We just wanted to have a harvest party. Mm-hmm. originally okay. and so yeah so that was at the end of the harvest and beginning of December and so on and so that's what it became and uh, so you know Tim set up the whole party and then he just kind of let the whole judging up to the judges so we created our own criteria for this over the years with many 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 judges having inputs as to how what the criteria should be mm-hmm. so what we get is a blind testing totally i get what you know what we used to call a film can in the old mm-hmm. days right which would have a number on it and and uh two about, grams we get two yeah, grams one to, to two test. grams of stuff right and so then but at the end lately we've been getting 400 entries yeah, just for plus. the flowers wow. right wow. so right well, this is another thing is it started off as just flowers right that's right. only now only. it has so many categories of the edibles and the mm-hmm. tinctures and the yeah. oils wow. and the rosins yeah. and the see and then the first year there were only like that. like 30 entries right and half the people didn't put their name on it. They didn't come to the contest. People had masks on. And so yeah. on. This is 13 years ago, 14. 13. And so uh, then, but then the second year, I was actually more paranoid at all because you figured one year maybe that was under the radar, but by the second year, definitely they knew all about it, right? Right, right, But right, right. at a certain point, there's 500, 600 people at Area 101, and most everyone's going to have a doctor's permit, so it was like, you know, who are they going to really bust? 500 of us, you know? <laughs> so it used to be in the old days at the Cup, on the night of the Cup, the judges would get together in the back room and we'd have the samples of like the top 10. 
And we would just be wildly, madly rolling joint after joint after joint. And imagine, I mean, this is what the ticket would get you. You'd be standing out there, and as we'd say, and the winner of number four, and these joints would start going out all over the room. Here's number four, I mean, four, they couldn't everybody. keep up with it. You know, yeah. It was just... And we say, you can't wow. save it. You got to smoke it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then by the time we're the top one, everybody's everybody's in the hole because this is like we were so underground there. Well, it was a giant hot box. Yeah, it was a giant hot box. Imagine. 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 Because we've gotten so public, there's only a smoking area now and so on. But this this was something. But, yeah, it was, it was quite a lot of fun. And then, you know, over the years, it almost kind of got double every next year, right? Right, And it was right. just just us farmers uh, who were getting together to party. And then at a certain point, we started to have people come in to give a talk or a workshop or something like that. And now it's two full days of workshops and everything else, mm-hmm. the legal issues and growing issues and all that sort of stuff. So it's And is become, it how many counties is it? It's well, all over California, you can enter. Oh, okay. And we now it's at the Santa, Santa Rosa Fairgrounds, December 10th and 11th. Let's I say know. the primary county. Counties are um, there's a few from Southern California, some around Santa Barbara. Santa Cruz sends quite a bit. Monterey County sends a lot. Um, the most obviously comes from Santa Rosa, uh, Grass from Sonoma, Mendocino. But and Grass Valley Humboldt. also is really and strong. And then Nevada, Nevada County City, sends quite a bit. Putting a lot in. But How many is, years now has it been? Uh, this will be the 13th year. 13th. But the curious thing is, this is. This is a true statistic. That seventy-five percent of the entries of these four hundred something entries generally come from outside of Mendocino County, and seventy-five percent of the top twenty come from Mendocino County. I just want to put in a little plug yeah. for our yeah. 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 Mendo, and our judges come from all over. Okay, so yes. I have an important question. Do you need judges? Actually, we're getting we our may. judges panel up right let's now. Talk I know someone with the experience. Show. <laughs> now, let's talk about that after the show. Because Swami and I are the head judges. Head judges. I call it the Supreme Court. But well, we all yeah. volunteer. All of us here, <laughs> right. we all yeah. volunteer. So when we judge, when we judge, we judge on, five, on five, four categories. Four categories, each with a maximum of ten points. So it's the look the fragrance, the taste, and the effects. But the effects gets double the points, so mm-hmm. 20 points. So when we look at the looks, so uh, at this point, we've been doing it for so long, and you know we've been accumulating this, this sense and this knowledge. We'll put like 40 samples out on the table, all with their numbers and everything, but that's all we know. And then on the look, is it really a shaggy trim or is it a good trim, right? And you look with the microscope, are the trochomes there? Do they still have their tops on or don't they have their tops on? What's the cure like? What's the shape of the flower? Uh, what do the hairs look like? And all these sort of things. How much crystal does it have? And then on that basis, we talk about it and we assign it up to 10. Well, we never give anything at 10, right? It's like <laughs> gymnastics. But we get to like 9.785. <laughs> Something like that. So that goes down for the look. And then the next thing is the fragrance. So we'll pick up the bud and just kind of massage the bud. And then uh, then I'll break it up and so on. But if there's no smell at that point and it's kind of got a shaggy look, I'm, I'm finished. Out it's out. out. I got another 40 to go through, right? Yeah. And so on the basis of the look, which we really give it a good look and a good and a fragrance, if it if it is low in those things, it can't win. It can't even make the top 20. Process of elimination. Right. right. It's a pro- so 
over time, when with like 400 entries, the top 50 rise out pretty easy. Mm-hmm. It's really it's getting those into the top 10 order that that's a little more difficult. So we do have kind of like a semifinals thing. Mm-hmm. So all the judges get their quota and come back with each of their top 10, and then yeah, we, we match. meet regularly as judges. So yeah. we'll have mm-hmm. we have five meetings scheduled already for this year, um, including the final one where we make the last choice. And it's really important our meetings we find because, you know, we have all the jars out on the table. You go home with just a little bud. So we ask people when they enter, the smart thing is to do is to enter a lot of nice size nugs because we're going to get about two grams each, right? Not even. Not even one and a half to two grams. And, um, and then have a couple of, or at least one nice big cola in the jar because we're going to come down to area 101 where we're going to look at, the sea of jars. It's the most spectacular. <laughs> you imagine 400 mason I mean, really, jars each imagine. with three ounces. And we go through and you say, and it's it's like, show me number 175, you know, and you bring it over and oh. you open it up and you smell it. Yep. I'm, there, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Okay. Yeah, but um, imagine those mason jars as we take this quick break. Uh, we are live tweeting, so please ask questions and follow us uh, and on Instagram at EvaSatipa775. Be sure to check out Swami Select's videos on YouTube. They are fantastic. Their website is swamiselect.com. Stay tuned for more after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. 
Hello, this is Eva Sativa, and uh, we are going to, for listeners who uh, cannot see us, we are passing around uh, a new joint here, and we are just taking a dry hit for flavor. And uh, what is this that we're passing around? Well, Sarah called it a terpene hit. I think that's a good good description. A terpene yeah, hit. Terpene hit. This is a, mm. this is a black lime, mm-hmm. which uh, two years ago was second in the Emerald Cup, and it's another uh, seed strain that's totally local from uh, the Laytonville area, but, but down in the valley. And uh, so we try and grow, we only grow from seed, and we try and use our local, our own seed strains, but also four or five other uh, seed people who are local, and just, we have our own special climate here. And uh, now the black lime is really rich. It's, a, it's what you'd call a very fuel-y kind of cannabis, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's categories like that too, fruity, fuel-y, flowery. Well, I, I had to say during the, the, the break real quick that uh, I call myself Eva Sativa because I am very Sativa-y and I usually use Indicas uh, to balance me out. Um, but uh, the what we uh, had enjoyed uh, earlier really helped my headache that I had um, and I feel great. so much better. So thank Yay. you. That was the Swami Sativa that you had before. The, yeah, the yeah. Swami yeah, Sativa. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that and it, it made me, it's good medicine too. So yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to compliment you guys on the cure job with that too. Yeah. Um, I have uh, been the owner recently of some one-year-old, you know, <laughs> outdoor uh, medical marijuana and who is not not anything like what you guys are doing here in terms of like keeping it actually moist and delicious. Yeah, can we hear about these blue? What are they? Well, it's violet. We, violet we keep blue? saying blue, but it's actually violet. If you open it up and look through the sun, these jars are kind of violet, right? Uh-huh. And so what that means is the only light that passes through is ultraviolet light. And you see in some restaurants and so on, they have ultraviolet light as a bacteria uh, purifier and so on. So this this keeps the, the cannabis mm-hmm. fresh because the only light going through is ultraviolet light. And uh, they actually, on their web, it's Miron Glass, right? Miron, yeah, it's from Miron, Holland. Ultraviolet okay. from Holland. And I'm pretty sure this is going to be the industry standard for high-end cannabis mm-hmm. because they have a little thing on their website where they show a cherry tomato they put in one of these jars and in a clear mason jar. Mm-hmm. And after six weeks, the one in the mason jar is leathery and brown and dry, and the one in here, you open it up, and it's like you bought it that morning. What? Six right. weeks? Yeah, yeah. And it's bright red and fresh and juicy and so on just because this... Is a, it, and anytime you have any herb at all, any leafy herb, it's best to store it in that kind of a jar, ultraviolet jar. Oh, and here's the big one with all our label on it and so on, that uh, the Swami Select logo, which yes. is telling all the things about our cannabis that make it, that's called value added. It's hand trimmed, mm-hmm. it's from seeds, it's heritage seeds, uh, up in the mountains with spring water and so on. All those things make it more expensive to produce, but also preserve all the, the best qualities about it. And once again, the best way to grow the best cannabis is as purely close to nature as you can. And uh, so, so that, one, people, a lot of um, patients out there aren't used to this kind of jar yet because they can't see it. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they should be able to see it and actually touch it. <sighs> Because you're a farmer to think they're all going to be manhandling it out there. Um, but, you know, they, t- they want to do all that stuff. And, you know, we're saying, hey, if you want it as fresh as when it left the, st- the farm, you know, um, just perfect like that, it's, it can't be treated that way. It has to be in this kind of jar. And let's face it, if you buy a bottle of wine in a dark bottle, you don't see the color of your Cabernet. You don't smell it before you open the jar, the bottle. 
So it's it's a mindset that has to change. Mm-hmm. And again, I think people that really are true connoisseurs and appreciate and only want the best, they'll be the ones to know. Like, yeah, this means something. Yeah. This it's is like a good thing, not a bad thing. Food, you know? Yeah, yeah. And can also, you guys talk a little bit about that. The um, you know, I think some people don't know what high end cannabis is, or um, there's a lot of comparison of this industry. It's going to be in the future. It's going to be like the wineries, right? In yeah. Napa Valley. Can you guys talk a little bit about yeah. that? I mean, what well, is high end cannabis? I see the whole spectrum. Is it all flower? Well, the whole spectrum of cannabis is going to be like the spectrum of wine or like the spectrum of tobacco. Mm-hmm. Tobacco, now you have your e-cigarettes, right? You have your, uh, what is it, a bugle and top rolling tobacco, and then you have your high-end Dutch rolling tobacco, right? And then you've got your, your cheapo mass-produced cigarettes, and you've got your Dunhills and your American Spirits, and then you've got your Tipperillos, and at the very top, you've got your Cuban cigar. Mm-hmm. And cannabis is exactly like that. We're going to have vape pens, which we already have. You've got cheap. You've got your uh, pre rolls, which are made from whatever's left over, mm-hmm. and uh, and you've got your all your dabs and your rosins and your waxes mm-hmm. and all that stuff and your edibles and tinctures. And at the very very top of the whole thing are those hand trimmed, loved and cured flowers of mm-hmm. the purest flowers uh, of cannabis. From the tops, mm-hmm. right? Well, I don't think anything will ever beat that, you know. Right, but you know, two buck chuck no. did not no, end so the wine industry. It created more people to come in. So as yeah, yeah, created a whole bunch of young wine drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-hmm. But the other similarity to wine that I find strong here in California is that you know most of the the cheaper wines, you know, whatever, are grown in the Central Valley. Or, you know, and then you come up north to Northern California and they go to Napa, Sonoma and even Mendocino here and you grow the best grapes in the country for wine. So um, I I think there's a lot of similarity between the two. And um, I don't necessarily, you know, it's not about having wine and cannabis parties together. That's Mm. not it. It's just like just enjoy each one separately, I would have to say. But um, they're. There's a lot of similarities. Now, the one similarity we want to be is we want to be treated like wine, at least the small farmers. You know, we want to be treated exactly the same as small vintners are over in Napa and Sonoma because, you know, there's some laws for the guys in the Central Valley, such as big distribution fees and charges. Any small wineries can actually take their own product to to the restaurant, to the um, to the liquor store, you know, they can do it themselves. They can have a private events. We want small farmers of cannabis to be able to do that because we want to, just like we get to see you guys enjoying what we grew, we want to interact with the people out there that are enjoying our and product. And farmers markets you know, too. You well, know, yeah, I wanted to ask about that because do you guys foresee a tourism industry coming here? To Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's farther than Napa. It's four hours to San Francisco yeah. to our ranch. Well, right. three hours to But there's something, something magical, but, like you said, about coming up into the mountains, into the home of cannabis culture, no, which is what we are. It's such an experience. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is like so, a once in a life time experience so anyway the cannabis that I will treasure oh you can come back make it I will come back if you'll let me I will come back not just for this but you know see we envision also a thing where um, we can we can have an old museum village Right? Because in the old days, the way people would grow up here in Mendo and in Humboldt and Trinity in the Emerald Triangle is you were out into the woods and you tried to hide your trail. 
and you were under some manzanita bushes, which only grow about eight or ten feet high, and you dug a little hole, and maybe you had some potting soil, but maybe you probably didn't have any potting (laughs) soil, and you grew your plant. And if you got four and five ounces off each plant, you were lucky. Right, and there's all you couldn't put fences up, so things are eating and so on. You couldn't be seen buying fertilizer, so literally people would save their urine all winter long in jugs and use that because it's a high source of, of nitrogen urea and put it on the plants to fertilize them. Right, wow. so that we Wait, can recreate that, that as a village. You can Wait, have that experience. You have to explain why they were doing that. They weren't doing it because they couldn't go to the store and buy some product that had nitrogen in it. They couldn't. It is that they couldn't go to the store and buy some product that had nitrogen in it because there were narks everywhere. Right. They were, you know, every they would hang out outs in the old days. That's what was going down, and that's how they would find the growers, and then they'd follow you home. Like, hey, this guy has like twenty five bags of soil in the back of his car. Let's follow well, I know him. Where he's going, and they'd find. But so people made their own soil quite a bit private. also, right? Jeffrey. But nowadays, one of the problems with terroir is that all, all the younger, newer growers have gotten their soil from Ocean Forest and Happy Frog from bags that are delivered by a truck. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say it's literally of the earth terroir. So even in Napa, you don't say that. In Napa, it's all about the culture of Napa. Right, and that somehow Stag's Leap as an appellation in Napa is different from Yountville as an appellation, and in fact, it is the soil itself, not the soil, the people, the people, the culture, the attitude is just different, even though it's the same county, and they've been able to get different appellations based simply on that, really. On the culture of the people On is the what culture. makes the grapes different? No, it doesn't make the grapes different. It's not that. Different. Look, okay, I've been reading about it. If you got a minute here, Napa well, County. We have, we have th- three minutes till break. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, Napa County wasn't. It was called originally Napa County, and the phone book was originally Napa County. And then the phone book changed to Napa Valley. And they didn't call themselves Napa County anymore. And that was enough for the government to say, okay, we will now call this American Viticultural Area. They don't call it Appalachian. American Viticultural Area. We will call that Napa Valley. Even if you're on top of the hill, Mm -hmm. it's Napa Valley because the whole county is called Napa Valley. So that was based not on any – because there's 35 different kinds of soil in the valley of Napa River. Wow. And they're scattered everywhere. They're not all in one. It's like a, a patchwork quilt. And every area has soil from all the other 35 types. So you can't base it on soil in Napa. Okay. In France, they do. And in France, they also say you can only grow certain varieties to be in that appellation. In, in, in Napa, it's kind of like they don't require that, but they generally grow because these ones grow best. So French appellation is much stricter than the AVA for Napa, but Napa works as a marketing device. But as far as cannabis appellation, we're making it up as we go along. But it is based on things like, you know, this ridge top is going to have a different climate than the other side of the hill does. Yeah. So, um, so we have to prove yeah, this quality does. difference. And I, I have yeah. a brilliant way we could prove it. You have to prove that you're recognized as a cannabis growing area. How do we prove that we're recognized as a cannabis growing area? Bell Springs. Well, I suggest you go down to the sheriff's office and the DA office and see how many busts have been made in what area and you'll say well there's a lot of busts from there that must be a cannabis growing area recognized by the government there you go right and so Bell Springs and then Spy Rock is one and then Anderson Valley is another the coast is another Covalo and all those things and all these differences have their own special quality which is more the people 
than anything else, yeah, right? That's very So what's the difference between the people in Bell Springs and the people in Spiral? Oh, there is a big difference. There is a big difference. I want to know. They're tougher over there. Oh, and just really? like the soil is, it's craggy. There's mountain wild. It's a higher oaks. elevation. It's just craggy over there. It's different. And, the people yeah. are tougher. And they also have more and water up there. Things happen over there that aren't as. Safe. I wanted to ask about oh, water. Wow. Actually, I, that's a yeah. question I had. <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's nice about water. It's funny. Somehow, you know, there's more. I don't know. Somehow, it's different. Like when you drive up Bell oh, Springs, everybody waves to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people who are total strangers don't, but all of us, we all wave to. Well, each other I noticed everyone in trucks on the way up here yeah. waved to us. So yes, I exactly. That was right. We call nice. it the Beverly Hills of Minnesota. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. wow>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like it's Beverly Hills because yeah. I feel like we have a farmers market. I saw that little market. We have a farmers market at the top of the hill on Wednesdays. It's closed now because it's harvest, but hey, all we, summer long. Oh, I, 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 we do have to take it. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but we do have to take. Uh, yes another quick break but we want to hear from our great uh, great sponsors so we will be right back and uh, and uh, it, uh, really quickly that uh, website again is swamiselect.com and uh, this is Eva Sativa uh, Eva Sativa 775 is our uh, is our URL and uh, we'll be right back Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at greenlightdrafts.com. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. 
Okay, you are, we are all back here uh, for the last segment of our show. We're so happy to be here in the Emerald Triangle in the middle of Mendocino, in the soul of Mendocino County. The heart of Mendocino. The Mendocino. Right, right. So I'm going to let uh, Sarah take it back with a, a question that she has. Go for it, Sarah. Okay, I just wanted to ask um, what your guys' opinion was of the recreational initiative in California, AMA. We just did an episode on it, and um, so I'd love to hear your perspective. Prop 64, yeah. yeah. I was curious when it first came out, and it's spelled A-U-M, and I'm always chanting AUM, right? Om, <laughs> Different, O-H-M, right? No, A-U-M, actually. Um, yeah, is it really? Normally, uh, people I, I spell it O-M. And so I was very curious about it. And my first reaction to it was, oh, man, this is. But what I've come to realize, first and foremost, is that, and as, as it's been said, it's the social justice issue. There are people in jail, and they mm-hmm. don't need to be in jail for smoking this wonderful magical herb. And they need to be getting out of jail and have their records changed. And Amen. likewise, even more important are people who don't go to jail because this law will be passed and makes access for people. And Furthermore, because a lot of people just don't like to break the law, mm-hmm. once it's legal, they will get the benefit of the mass medicine if they just feel like they want to try it once, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are the reasons on the foremost level. And the um, other thing I like about it, too, is that it reaffirms the categories that the state established last year of three kinds of growing and manufacturing and testing and all of that sort of stuff. And I think those are basically very good categories and they've come out of input from the cannabis community. And I think it's groundbreaking in the sense of other states don't do it that way. And so we're establishing that, you know, we're giving the small farmer a chance to survive. No law can guarantee the survival of anyone or anything. It's still business out there. But the way it's set up, it gives the small farmer a chance to survive if they're willing to pay for the permits, pay the taxes, and do their branding and put out a great product. Then hopefully you'll survive. But business is business, and this is America after all. So... It's also permits are required, and I think that's a good thing so that we we stop any environmental damage. A lot of people aren't going to like that, but this is California. So, well, no, I think it's, you know, there's things about the law I could quibble with. I think the taxes are high and so on. But first I come back to the fact that people are going to get out of jail. And if I have to pay a little taxes for that, I really should shut up and just deal, you know? Yeah. Because it's all about people. Yeah. And, And, well, in one of the places... Those taxes that do come in, yeah. you know, some people dispute it and go, oh, but they're not going directly to educational. And that's true. At this point, they're not going to the school, regular school educational. They are going, though, to, well, first to the administrative costs of the program, which are huge to set this up mm-hmm. across the state. It's huge. Mm-hmm. But also to research of the medicine. And to Especially me, Especially on teenagers important. and children. Yeah, mm-hmm. just that that can now happen. And so... Um, you know, because that's another thing people don't like about it is that you have to be 21, right, to mm-hmm. um, to have it to have cannabis. But yet, I it's very. But if you're medical, you can still get it yeah. younger because from your doctor. It's not stopping that at right all. Now. So I, I really um, welcome research to be done. I find that to be very important, and I think it's just the time California does this because right. we lead the country, and and we're going to do it 
the right we I mean we've had time to learn from the others. I'm glad we didn't get it the first time around. But I also don't want us to wait for another four years. Right, right. Or even two years. And I think as Nikki was hinting at, it's big for the rest of the country to say, okay, this is a thing focused on people growing and part of an industry that exists, but it's also indicating to Mexico and Canada and to the rest of the world. We're taking a big step here, what are the sixth largest economy in the world that we're saying that this is a medicine, it needs to be regulated, but also needs to be available because, see, now I always get back, to me, I don't call it recreational. I call it inspirational. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's the thing because that's certainly why I started smoking in the first place, for creativity, inspiration, music, and drawing, and cooking, and eating, and all those things. And making love, all of that was inspired by, you know, having a little toke. And so that, I think, is the real reason that we should call it inspirational. And that is what then everybody can have. And inspirational sense, it opens up your sensitivity to the world around you. You smell better, you hear better, all of that. And that's an inspiration. And I think that's the basis of opening up for everyone to have access to. Yeah, the glass half way of looking at things how are you feeling by the way i want to just thank you so much so you know i feel like about a thousand times better Mm. than when i got here my headache is like on a scale from you know the pain scale from like one to ten you know it was like a seven i'd say when i got here and i'd Mm. say it's like maybe a one right yeah 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 not nauseous at all yeah yeah how about the rest of you yeah, I had a little headache too, but when I got here, but I feel better now. I had one too many beers, which was one. <laughs> <laughs> one too many for it's me. always one too many. I, I know, it is, for real. <laughs> so, but now my head feels a lot better, and the turkey and hit was amazing. But also, it was just, like like I said, I don't usually smoke a lot of joints because of, like they feel harsh, but right. that is just never harsh at all in, on, yeah. in my throat. I And Jeff usually coughs like he's a coffer i don't think we heard i I didn't hear jeff and he's been standing here this whole time see that's because it's it's, some people talk about flushing it because they put a lot of nitrogen and phosphorus whatever well what we've been feeding with our plants with this year compost teas made from alfalfa comfrey right made from quinoa and oats what? And stuff like so that. Your so your plants eat better than I do. I do. <laughs> and they're eating plants. The plants are feeding plants, right? Wow, well, I just feel so spoiled that my first experience with outdoor weed <laughs> was here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Like, yeah. I just am yeah. so fortunate. Yeah. I feel yeah. truly blessed. So that's why we always call it sun-grown, actually. <laughs> See, it's not outdoor pot anymore. It's not homegrown. It's actually, everyone, it's sun-grown cannabis that's going to inspire you to do greater things. I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for allowing us in your space today. Well, thank you for sharing sharing with us because, you know, listen, we're all about getting the message out to people, right? And so that, you know, the cannabis is this magical herb, which is accessible to anyone and, you know, one of the great things I find about smoking a joint is that it's it's a titration effect. You can dose yourself with a joint. Oh, I'll have a, I've got enough. I took two hits. That's fine for me, right? Sometimes with edibles, once you've eaten it, you're not going to come. You can't reduce it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so one of the great things about smoking a joint, you get to savor the flavor and, and enjoy the flower as a pure thing, but it also has that way of just being able to control your high with the smoking of it. So 
Yes, absolutely. Anyway, it's wonderful. It to saved have my you life, <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, and and it's brought. I mean, uh, the quality of life back to so many people, and, and uh-huh. it's truly, truly a miraculous plant. Yeah. And uh, now we get emails every day. I I get like at least about ten emails a day from people across the country or the world, saying you know they have some ailment or they've been stuck on. Um, some sort of opiates or something after some sort of operation they had or whatever, and they don't want to do it, but they're in Louisiana mm-hmm. or they're in England. Or how am I supposed to get anything to these people? It's such a horrible feeling to have your hands tied when you know people need this help out there mm-hmm. and you can't uh, give it. I feel know? it all, every day of my life, and, yeah. and uh, that's why we're here, spreading the word yeah. to everyone yeah. uh, so that people, yeah. the power is in the hands of the people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one of the key things about growing it. cannabis is, is you grow it with love, you know, in small batches. And yeah. uh, we say blessings. We have a goddess of cannabis, the Ganjama. We put our seeds on her lap before we plant them. We put water from the sacred Ganges River on the seeds and we have mantras, we say. So we're setting the intention for this plant to be healing but to also be spiritually uplifting and to be a creative source. And so we're putting that on it right from the beginning with our prayers and with our meditation and dedication to the highest aspect of this plant. So it's all about intention. It's about intention and putting <laughs> love and energy into the plant, and it comes right back. Absolutely. I'm it right is. there with you on that one. It's all about intention yeah. and, and everything we do. And it comes, I mean, in the Emerald Cup again, you know, judges all these years. The winner, invariably, it's never one of these guys with his pants falling off his butt and, you know, one of these tough guys that, like, grows tons of plants and never talks to any of them. Mm-hmm. It's always some meek, sweet person mm-hmm. that, you know, might grow some plants, but not that many, usually. Sometimes it's one or two in their yard, really. Oh, and, hey, guys. Oh, oh that's sorry it. Sorry okay. to interrupt you. Good note to end on. But I'm afraid we have to end this episode, which has been uh, like the, one of the best episodes ever of Everyday Cannabis with Eva Sativa. And uh, I am so glad to uh, have had this union today. And I hope that we will we will be friends and see you again. And uh, thank you so much. Well, I was hoping to reach out to Nevada and Sacramento from the mountains yeah. here and to share the wealth, exactly. share the information and share the love. Yes. And you, uh, you can be reached again. And at www.swamiselect.com. Thank and you. And on YouTube. Namaste. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Cannabis. Please join Eva Sativa for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, no sticks, no seeds, no shame. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program. 
brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 